Philippines. 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. Yo, we are back once again, another episode. We are doing episode 43, I believe, of the Kickback Pod. Shout out to all of our long... Sorry? Is it 44? 44. (laughs) Oh, it's 44. Okay, okay, wow. If you multiply that times two, because we're doing episodes every two weeks, that means we've been doing this pod for 88 weeks. That's like almost two years, man. That's crazy. But yo, welcome back. Welcome back to all of our listeners. Shout out for shout out to all you guys for sticking through. It doesn't matter which episode you joined us on this journey. We appreciate you guys. Uh, in this episode, we're getting into probably the busiest time of the year for the sneaker world. And I'm talking about, of course, Black Friday and the holiday season. So we thought, why don't we give you guys a holiday preview, so to speak, uh, where we're just going to be giving you our thoughts on the biggest drops, not all the drops. If we're going to do all drops, we would need multiple episodes, but just the biggest ones in the headlines right now, giving you our thoughts on them. And of course, talk about some recent uh, recent news in the sneaker world, because you know there's been some pretty big news, which we haven't really talked about here, uh, but we'll get into that. Uh, but yo, first of all, man, I'm here with my man Fobbs once again. Tell the people what's up. What up, guys? Happy to be back. Yeah, man, just uh, living life, enjoying, you know, the finer things in life, aka changing diapers. And uh, no j- jokes aside, it's it's been good. I'm uh, I always look forward to these uh, these hours with you, just talking sneakers, and um, I'm looking forward to a jam packed episode full of some tasty, spicy holiday season releases but what about you man what have you been up to recently yeah man i'm just getting used to this no glasses life it's been it's it's, i'm still getting used to it i i did buy my first uh i just i I bought a few sunglasses so i'm excited to you know get into that world that's been something that's eluded me my whole life did you never wear sunglasses before uh, you never wore sunglasses i only had like a couple of pairs of like prescription lens sunglasses which i had to keep changing every time my uh prescription changed uh, so it was kind of annoying, but uh, otherwise, like I never really wore contacts. So um, I tried wearing contacts. I hated them. So for that reason, I've never really worn sunglasses. So this has been like a whole new world for me. Damn. So we need to get you like some very very nice ones. I vote for a pair of Oakley cycling glasses you know those really like yeah, sporty because those are actually really like in style right now i see everyone exactly. on tiktok wearing that exactly and i think they would definitely go with some of your fits i know you've been posting a lot of fits on instagram lately and i think these sunglasses would definitely elevate them all right i got it i gotta try those out <laughs> by fob's recommendation all right let's get into listener of the week so this week we got real paul volter Shout out to you, man. Uh, shout out for supporting, especially on the Instagram page. Shout and out P-Dubs. 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 Oh, you, you know the guy? Yeah, he's one of my good friends. He, oh, um, okay. messaged, he messaged me the other week saying that he was catching up on the episode. So, um, yeah, shout out, Paul. Hope you're doing well. Hope um, 
Yeah, hope uh, to see you soon because you bailed on me last time, but uh, let's talk about <laughs> that later. <laughs> Call him out. Uh, so let's get into what we've been wearing uh, lately. So in the last couple of weeks, I've noticed that I've pretty much just been rocking almost exclusively the Wales Bonner Sambas. And the more I think about it, the more I think that this has been my favorite pickup this year. Uh, just because I keep wearing it and I keep taking it with me uh, on trips. Uh, and it, when it's like when I can't think of a shoe, what shoe goes with my fit, I'll go to the Wales Bonners because they seem to kind of just go with everything. Uh, they're pretty like neutral with just some uh, light shades of green in there. But otherwise, like it's just such a nice looking sneaker. And I've been really, really wearing it pretty much almost every day the last couple of weeks. Um, so that that's definitely been number one. And uh, finally, once again, I'm able to wear my 990 Jounds because, um, as you guys know, I totally destroyed them last month when I took them to Oktoberfest in Munich, and they were pretty much unwearable. But shout out to Soul Fresh in Berlin. Uh, no, they're not sponsoring us or anything, but uh, shout out to them regardless because uh, they did a really good job cleaning my shoes. That's what they do. They take your shoes make them look brand new and they pretty much looked straight out the box when they gave it to me which i just couldn't believe it considering the condition i gave them the shoes in so my jowns once again are wearable they once again look amazing and uh yeah that's that's pretty much been what i've been rocking man what, what about you yeah just real quick about the jowns i saw them on your instagram story when you went to go pick them up from soul fresh and i'll be honest i was surprised how well they cleaned them which makes me think, like, if we put in the effort, could we clean them that well ourselves as well? You know what I mean? Because see, I I, I think so, but the Soul Fresh they do say that they dry clean your shoes. Uh, they they have a sneaker dry cleaning service. So I'm like, I don't know if I would feel like. First of all, I don't have a dry cleaner, and then second of all, I I don't think I would be confident enough to dry clean my sneakers and not destroy them. You know. That's true. But I know that there's some other, I mean, not Soul Fresh, there's some other, you know, providers out there, CrepProtect and stuff like that. They obviously also sell product to do it at home and they have stations where you can drop the stuff off. Jason Mark is obviously another brand that does it. Um, I mean, let's be real. There's people there that really put in the effort and clean the shoes themselves. And then there's people who don't clean the shoes at all like me i'm not a huge fan of cleaning my shoes but i also don't bring them away and then there's people that you know say you know what i want them to be clean but i don't want to do it myself and then they bring them away um all three options totally fair totally fine um i'm glad that your jowns look nice though again because they are a beautiful beautiful pair of shoes i have been wearing the eames reebok club c a lot lately just because it's super classic fits with kind of everything that i've been wearing uh, over the past few weeks and it's just a very very comfortable shoe the leather on there is relatively high quality for a you know a club c sneaker um and yeah the triple white colorway like i said pretty much any pants you wear they're gonna look good with and then um, a second pair of shoes that I've been wearing quite a lot, mostly because of comfort, is the A Few Asics Gel Light 3. Beautiful buttery suede upper, but uh, the real unique selling point of these sneakers, if we're going to use business terms, is the Gel Light Sole or the Gel Sole. I mean, Asics sneakers for me are just 
some of the most comfortable sneakers around and the gel light three i can't believe that this shoe existed so many decades ago because it's yeah what can i say i love the gel light three and um the a few a6 gel light three has a beautiful almost spring-like pastel colorway that um, i will be retiring soon but it's been amazing weather in berlin recently i mean we had 20 degrees on the weekend uh halloween i love it really i mean it's been amazing that's why i think that's why i've been drawn to some of these more summery shoes because it's almost the last chance to wear them um before i start bringing in the heavy duty gore-tex equipped waterproof weatherproof windproof shoes uh for the berlin winter but that is something I do not want to talk about just yet. Uh, we will cross that bridge when it inevitably no, but, gets here. But, but I feel like this past weekend is officially the start of winter because as soon as you turn the clock back an hour, which we do over here for like daylight savings or whatever, that's when it really like immediately the next day it started to feel like winter because literally at four o'clock, it's completely dark outside and it's yeah, depressing. I, like, I'm sitting in meetings at, you know, like a meeting that goes from four to four thirty. You start off like without any lights on in your in your room or in the office. And, you know, it's dark, but it's still light enough that the webcam uh, picks up your face or whatever. By the end of the meeting, the only thing that's illuminating your face is the laptop screen. And that's when you know that it's winter. Yeah, man, so it's it's really started to feel like winter after this weekend. So I, I I hate this whole daylight savings thing, man. I don't know why they keep doing it. No one, actually, no one seems to know this. But, anyways, man, let's uh, let's get into some latest pickups. So I picked up another pair of the Crocs Salehi uh, Pollux clogs, and this was the Kuwata colorway. And uh, I gotta say, besides the Stratus pair, which is like that white pair. This Kawada colorway has, has been like my second favorite colorway so far. It's super nice. It's like a salmon color, like a light pinkish color, which I don't really have something in that color in my, in my at least in what I'm wearing nowadays. And it surprisingly looks really good on feet. Like it looks good with white pants, blue pants. So luckily I was able to get that. And it seems like the hype has really kind of left this whole Crocs-Alehi partnership because the last two colorways, the Kawada included, you were able to get them for retail. Like they pretty much sat on most websites for the first few days. So uh, it's quite easy now to get these Crocs. You remember when they first came out, they were reselling for like 600 bucks or something like that. Yeah, The first few colorways. Ridiculous. Yeah, but now you can get them for retail, which is around 85, much more reasonable. So I was glad to pick that up. Also picked up a pair of the Nike Airship. Yeah, so if you guys didn't already know, the airships were the real shoes that uh, the NBA banned back in the day, even though Nike likes to make you think that it was the Jordan 1. Um, but the airship, I got that in the orange colorway. So it seems like uh, Nike and Jordan Brand are starting to really, well, not Jordan Brand, but Nike seems to be really pushing this shoe all of a sudden after keeping it a secret pretty much for the last 30 years. Uh, but now they're pushing it and because uh, we already saw the Ama Manier colorway and now we're seeing some more GR colorways like this orange pair. And I like it. The, the, the shoe looks good on feet. Better leather, honestly, than almost any Jordan 1 that came this year. So definitely worth picking up. And cheaper retail too, 150 compared to 180 for the Jordans. And a couple of more pickups. Both of them from New Balance. So first of all, the 2002R Protection Pack. I got that pink colorway 
which for me is my favorite colorway since the original gray pair, which is the undisputed best colorway to drop. Uh, this pink one, this pink and purple, man, it looks, it goes super hard. But I'm a sucker for purple shoes, so that has something to do with it. But uh, it looks so good, man. It looks so good on feet. Wear it with some light blue jeans and you got yourself a fire outfit. I've also surprisingly seen this shoe a lot being worn in Berlin, especially uh, for some reason. So people seem to like it. I think it looks great on feet and also much more affordable if you're going to pay resale for it. Much more affordable than those first few colorways that dropped. And finally, you were talking about pastel shoes earlier. I picked up a couple of pastel sneakers from the Joe Fresh Goods 993 collab, both the green and blue pair. And I have said it before, the blue one, in my opinion, just looks a lot better in person. When you have them in hand, I don't think there's any comparison. Like the blue one pops so much more, uh, especially if you want to compare the green pair with the Jowns. Like the Jowns look really good. They pop. The greens to me are kind of muted and especially when you wear them on feet. I saw a couple of the New Balance employees wearing them on feet. At first, I thought they were wearing some GR sneakers. Like I had to like double take at them because they just they didn't really stand out too much on feet. So that's why I wasn't a big fan of the green, but the blue pair, huge fan of that. Also the pink pair, I, if I had a chance to cop them, I would have maybe even tried to cop the pinks, but I'm very happy to get the blue pair. Did Wait, did you get those at the New Balance store in Berlin? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the, This was the first time I actually went to a sneaker release the whole year. So I actually went there like half an hour before the store opened. There was a small lineup, maybe around like 10 people in line. And I was able to just walk right in and they had both colorways sitting there. And I, I went for the blue one. Oh, yeah, yeah. The That's like a, like a not so well-known secret, I guess, uh, that the berlin new balance store actually gets some heat sometimes um and 10 people is actually a long line for that store because i've been there for i went for the levi's release and for a bunch of others and max it was always like three four people and you're almost always guaranteed to get your size sometimes they even have them sitting there for a few days or even a week before you know people realize that they're there so um definitely if you're in berlin uh and you are a big new balance fan Check out the New Balance store in Mitte because, uh, yeah, you might just find the pair that you want that is sold out online. As for my pickups, I have a few, two for me and one for my lovely wife who uh, celebrated her birthday over the weekend. I'll start with hers. I got her a pair of Asics GT2s. Really, really nice pair. Super, super comfortable. As I said, Asics gel technology, one of the best in the game. This colorway had a beautiful salmon pink suede upper with a kind of gray blue Asics stripe branding on the side so again another very pastel-y colorway very very similar actually to the 993s um, in terms of colorway uh, and material suede upper so she was very happy with that i was also very happy with them would have bought them in my size too if i didn't think that matching with your significant other is Maybe a little bit questionable, um, although maybe that's a hot take. Then I got a pair of the Social Status Nike Air Penny 2s in the blue and white colorway. Shout out to the Social Status team. Shout out to Mark and James for sending those over. Thank you very much. And a 
Kiko Kostarinov Asics Gel Cayano 28, which the brand calls the N the FN3-S, which I got this one in the pink and green colorway, and it's been a shoe that I've wanted to pick up for so, so long, but I refused to pay a full price for them because I knew that this was also a shoe that was gonna land in the sales. The only problem with this is that it's technically a women's shoe, and a lot of stores only bought women's sizing, even though ASICs had full a full size run available on their site. They're still available full price on the ASICs site, but like I said, a bunch of sites had them in the sales now, and I copped them at Sivas Descalzo for 40% off, so I paid just over 100 euros for them. Very, very happy with my purchase. Wore these on my wife's birthday as well with my Issey Miyake Omplissé pants that fit perfectly that green matched the green and pink on the shoes and yeah like i said this was i wouldn't i wouldn't go so far as to say this was a grail sneaker of mine but it was definitely like a mini grail that you know one of those shoes that you're basically hunting for and trying to find either you know at the right price in the right size and you know as you have it everything worked out got them in the end very very happy with that pickup so yeah two pairs for me and one for my wife. That's it for the latest Solid, pickups. man, solid, solid. Hannah's uh, rotation also seems to be improving. Oh yeah, definitely. I made sure that it's growing and improving. So uh, she has definitely um, married into the uh, sneaker sneaker game. My, my, my girlfriend, actually, Diana, she made a, a request for a sneaker, which we're actually gonna be talking about later. And i'm i'm honestly just disappointed that she even requested these but we'll we'll i think uh, we'll i know which ones one. i think i know which ones but i'm not gonna say i'll tell you later if i was right or not okay 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 cool uh all right so before we get into the fall um no not fall uh, let's call it winter holiday season preview uh let's get some news out the way so obviously the biggest news arguably of the year i would say the biggest news of the in the sneaker world this year has been Kanye West dropped by Adidas. Dropped by Adidas, not just Adidas. Dropped by Balenciaga, dropped by Gap, dropped by everyone. And he's pretty much completely uh, dropped from every single brand he's with. Even his uh, his um, agency that uh, he was with, Creative, I forget it. I forget the name of the agency, but CAA. they dropped him as well. CAA, right? So he's uh, he's basically been dropped everywhere and um yeah we we've never really talked about it on the pod um definitely has some thoughts about it and um yeah i mean first of all i just i i'm i gotta say i'm just kind of sad by the whole situation especially because like you and me like we've grown up with yay as such a big kind of figure in our lives i would say like um He's kind of been like one of the most like prominent figures in, in, in pop culture. And we've seen him, you know, from from his um, innocent like college dropout days to where he is now. Like we've seen this guy go from a producer to the richest, uh, the richest black man basically to ever exist. Um, so we've seen we've, we've seen the progression uh, and it's just kind of sad how what's happened and like how this is all ended um so like i wanted to give a few thoughts about it so because i don't think enough people were talking about this specific issue that i'm going to talk about because 
I've saw enough media outlets, you know, talking about taking different sound bites from his interviews, you know, making stories out of them, and uh, basically trying their hardest to sensationalize and make as much of a big deal out of all of this as possible. Because I mean, they're the media, so that that's kind of what they do. But I don't think enough people are talking about the fact that like we have a very clear case of a sick man who needs help. I can tell you from my own personal experience. So I grew up with a family member who is clinically diagnosed as bi- as bipolar. So I grew up with this family member and I've watched them watched him many times when he's been in a manic state and it's one of the scariest experiences I think for any family to to go through because just watching this person just kind of breaks your heart, you know. You see this person become someone else entirely they can't even put sentences together because they're already moving on to the next thought as soon as they start talking. So they're talking at like a million miles an hour, basically, uh, compared to how they normally talk. And they even say some completely wild shit, some real hurtful stuff. And it's really difficult to go through as someone who supports the person because you know what they're really like. And it's like, seeing them in that state just makes you really sad and it's just really difficult to watch and difficult to go through and thank god for medicine because that really helps people in this situation uh and it helps them basically rebalance rebalance their the their hormones and uh come back to center pretty much and um but the most difficult thing though as someone who is supporting this person is to actually get them to understand that they need the medication because very often they don't want it they don't believe they need it and it, so, so that but but you just got to keep trying like that's that's one of the most difficult things to go through and uh, Kanye in my opinion as someone who's like seen this before to me it's so obvious that he's in a manic state right now and he just needs people in his life to that are just not there you know people who are just there to help him just get him away from all the cameras get to somebody take his phone you know like the the guy is in such a manic state right now and i kind of understand because his closest family members like namely his ex-wife his kids they can't even be seen around him because of all of the crazy things he's been saying all of the hateful things he's been saying they can't be seen you know even associated with him at this point so it's hard for him to even get that support. And I get it. You know, they have public images to maintain. I kind of understand that. But it's it's just sad. Like, he's not getting the support. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of just sad to see, from my perspective, like, a clearly sick man. And I, I, I want to get this clear. Like, I'm not giving him a pass for anything he said. He said some very hateful things. And honestly, he deserves to be dropped by most brands. Like you, you can't, you can't just like go on Twitter and say, I'm going to DEFCON three, you know, um, all Jewish people and expect no consequences. Like, of course, like he deserves everything that came to him. Uh, what I'm saying is that I don't even think he knows currently what he's saying because I've seen people in manic states. They have no idea what they're even saying because they they just need help. So, uh, it's it's sad to watch and um yeah it, it's 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 just been sad to, to see this whole situation play itself out a lot of people were saying hey i saw this like comment so many times 
oh man, this is the most genius thing Kanye ever did. It was all part of his plan. He wanted to get out of the Adidas contract. So he started saying stuff about Jews because a German company, you know, they can't be seen, you know, supporting anything anti-Semitic. So it's all part of his master plan. And I mean, who knows, to be honest, like it could be, it could be his plan. Who knows? But what I'm saying is like, even those times when he was in the media recently saying he wanted to get out of his Adidas deal and all that, I don't even think, like I said, he's in a manic state. I don't even think he knows what he's talking about right now. I don't even think he knows what he wants, let alone we know what he wants. Yeah, I think I think it's clear that he's sick and he needs help. But as you said already, the, his mental sickness or his mental health, it's an explanation for what he's done, but it's not an excuse and it can never be an excuse for the hurtful things he has said. Um, in my opinion... And in a lot of people's opinions, a lot of what he said has, you know, crossed the line further than he's ever crossed the line before. And like you said, he deserves to be dropped. He deserves what's happening to him right now in terms of uh, the financial and business repercussions that he's facing, uh, as well as the PR repercussions. And I don't think at this point that there's any way back for him, you know, with regard to his place in fashion, with, with his place in sneakers. I don't think he'll ever get back to where he was. He went too far this time, and I don't think he deserves to be back where he was. You know what I mean? Based on what he's saying, um, because he's not really showing any remorse for what he said. Um, That is not to say that he doesn't deserve and need help and medical attention and uh, mental health professionals looking after him. And I think for you know anyone who is a fan was a fan i think they all hope that he does i think it would be sad for anyone regardless of whether it's kanye west uh, a friend a family member a business partner a colleague anyone who you know has mental health issues should seek and get the help um but what i find quite disappointing and you mentioned this a little bit is that you know a lot of the blogs are you know covering his quotes and his actions you know the the sketchers thing for example as gossipy news for clicks um which i think is wrong i think it needs a much you know don't touch it if you're not going to have a you know a stance on it or uh dive deeper don't don't write a news article of 200 words about it just because you want clicks because this famous person is, you know, in a downward spiral. But on the other side as well, his fans that are excusing his behavior and rationalizing what he has said and what he is doing. Oh, like the example you mentioned that this is all part of a master plan. But also we have to remember that, you know, he has a very passionate following or had at least a very passionate following that blindly hangs on his every word. He has real influence. He still has real influence. And when he says things like this, there are kids out there that listen and believe what he's saying and think, oh, you know what? That makes sense. But really, we have to remember, everything he said doesn't make sense. It's coming from, like you said, a manic episode. And these hurtful, hurtful things are not okay. And he needs to be held accountable for that. And I believe there are certain people that are holding him accountable for what he said and the way that he's acting. But I think... A lot of his fan base doesn't realize that or thinks it's, you know, them and him against the world. And that's not the case. It's, it's, it's the case of trying to get him help, but also making sure that the people that he's attacking, because he's attacking people personally as well, are protected for some, from someone of his influence. Um, so, yeah, like you said, very, very sad situation. I would say that for me personally, Kanye is done. 
Um, I don't really want to have anything to do with him anymore, his products, um, because, yeah, I my views align zero with what he said. Whether he believes it or not, it doesn't really matter. It's been said, it's been put out there, and um, I personally don't really want to associate myself with that. But yeah, that's that's all I'll say on that subject as well, because I think, as we've both said, it is a very nuanced subject, and um, there is a fine line between, you know, explanation and excuse and uh, you know mental health and and being held accountable for one's actions anyway so let's let's move on to some more news guys so um we saw this collab being put out by uh, virgil abloh so this is uh this was apparently like the first shoe that he ever designed completely from scratch and the official name is the off-white nike air terra forma and i don't know if you guys saw pictures of this shoe it's probably the craziest shoe i've seen from off-white and nike um it we don't know if it's gonna release when it's gonna release but it looks absolutely nuts um the shape of it it looks it definitely looks very very designer like super designer uh it doesn't look like anything from nike's current like portfolio um but yeah it's it's pretty wild man like it's got the as usual you know with a lot of his recent collabs it's got the crazy spikes at the bottom I do see an air bubble on the sole. It's you know it's kind of giving me uh, Balenciaga Triple S meets an Air Max One type of vibe. What do you it's think got about the these? Sa- it's got the same sole as the Triple S in a way, right? It's got like this like triple, almost quadruple stacked sole. What I'm seeing is a lot of Nike ACG influences, a lot of Nike basketball from the 80s and 90s, a lot of Air Flight and Hurachi influences. If you look at the tongue. Um, it's very much a Nike basketball tongue, in my opinion. I don't know. I mean, I think it's cool if this really is an off-white Nike shoe and if this really is the first ever original design by Virgil Abloh and his team through Nike because so far all he's done, I mean, not all he's done, he's done a lot or you know, him and his team had done a lot with Nike. I don't want to downplay their um, releases, but they tended to take, you know, classic shoes and add their own spin to them. Vintage, retro icons such as, you know, the Air Force One, the Presto, the Air Max 90. And I like that Virgil, before his passing, rest in peace, uh, was able to really just dream up a Nike shoe if this is what has happened. And that's what I take from what the blogs are reporting on this. But would I personally wear it? No, I think it's a little bit too crazy for that. But I mean, I like it, man. Anyone who is creative or is into sneakers dreams of creating their own shoe with a brand like Nike. And it seems like Virgil and his team were able to do that. So yeah, I'm ex- I mean, I'm excited to find out more. Maybe it'll look better in another colorway. This colorway is a little bit colorful. You've got the white and gray upper with a blue tongue and lining. And then you've got blue, yellow, green, purple, pink, and another shade of green on the sole. Uh, plus a lot of spikes, which we have seen on off-white Nikes in the past. But yeah, like I said, 
I would definitely not be seen outside wearing these shoes, but I can appreciate the fact that Virgil got his own original sneaker. I think that's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The the upper kind of gives me like Air Moab, Air Moab, right? It kind of yeah. looks like it's taken from an Air Moab. Exactly. Um, it's yeah, definitely like vintage pretty... ACG, uh, vintage ACG vibes mixed with a little bit of Nike Air Flight, Hirachi, um, and then obviously like off-white touches such as the branding on the side, the see-through swoosh, um, and the, the hang tag obviously as well. Yeah, pretty pretty interesting shoe. I wonder if Nike is actually going to start, you know, releasing all of these um, shoes that were just prototypes before. Uh, and try to get this off-white Nike partnership to keep on going for many more years. Let's see. I thought they would just release like new colorways of existing models, but I'm sure Virgil must have dreamed up like so many different possible designs. So I wonder if like we'll start seeing even like more silhouettes, more sorry, more models keep dropping. Definitely, I think I think what I would like to see is just if they release stuff, it have been okayed by Virgil before his passing, right? I want I want the off-white Nike sneakers to be Virgil Abloh approved. I don't want them to be bringing out sneakers that he never worked on, colorways that he never approved or even dreamt up just by because they want to slap the off-white Nike name on it and sell some some shoes. Um, and I think a lot of people feel that way. But yeah, again, very excited to find out more about these shoes. They look they look interesting for sure. Whether you know they will be appreciated by the general public, I don't know. But they are different. So if you're looking for something different, then uh, these might be something for you. Let's uh, let's move on to our big, um, I guess, topic for this episode, which is just giving you guys a holiday season preview. A uh, lot of big drops coming, and uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just kind of go through, uh, give you our thoughts on them. So the first one, and this seemed like a myth. For a long time i'm talking of course about the new balance 990 v6 we're finally getting a global release date on november the 4th so most countries will be getting on november the 4th including the us canada and also some countries in the eu like italy i believe is getting it on the 4th um, germany from what i've heard will be getting it the following week november the 11th and uh yeah it's here it's finally here releasing this this friday or based on depending on when you guys listen to this uh november the 4th so yeah man are you excited for these finally coming out or uh like have we even talked about it like what do you think actually about this shoe so when i first saw teddy santis tease them ages ago like last year or whatever i was very excited i thought they looked dope but now that I've seen official product photos, I am quite disappointed. I feel like they look like Skechers shape-ups. Um, oh, no way, man. That's crazy that you said that because someone literally commented that uh, when I posted that picture. And since he said that comment about Skechers, I can't unsee it. Yeah, like, they just like look, I keep looking at their shoe and seeing Skechers. They're just so bulbous and like they, they don't really look like a 990 to me. Um, so... I'm not a huge fan, at least in the gray colorway. And I feel like if a New Balance shoe doesn't look good in gray, then it's not a good New Balance shoe. So in terms of ranking, I would probably rank this one second last. I would rank the V1s last just because I'm not a huge fan of those. 
Um, and then obviously I like the V3 is the best, the V4 second, the V5 third, and then the V2 fourth. But yeah, definitely one of the 990s that I like the least. Definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like it's, it's definitely the biggest um, design change, I would say, since maybe the V3s, right? Because when we went from V2 to V3, it was pretty drastically different in terms of how the shoe looked. Um, but this one too, going from a V5 to the V6, it's pretty, pretty like they, they really like took it somewhere different, you know, like it, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look like a 990 to me. Like it, it's, it's weird, man. The shape is strange. Um, I don't, I don't, I actually don't like the, uh, you know, the back part of it. Like it kind of looks like the shoe has kind of like a spoiler or something, you know, like yeah. it kind of, uh, extends at the back. Like I just, I just, I'm not feeling it. And also this like more modern looking N, uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. It looks a little, looks a little funky, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. Like we'll see how they actually look in hand. But I'm with you. Like the closer I'm getting to the drop, the I would say like the less excited I'm getting about this shoe. All right. So next on November the 11th, there's a couple of uh, big releases. So we first have our favorite silhouette, man, the Jordan 11. <laughs> I mean that sarcastically, of course, as Wait, you guys know. Why? What do you mean, man? Didn't we like? Don't we always shit on the Jordan Eleven? I don't remember me shitting on it. I I remember you shitting on it, but maybe I don't know. Maybe I would have. I'm. I might have to. Oh wait, go. I mean, I thought we would. I, I thought you. I thought you hate this model too, man. So it's just me. Okay. I, it's just you. Sorry. It's just you. <laughs> okay. I, I I didn't know you were. Okay. My bad, man. So then I gotta ask you, on November the eleventh, on the eleventh we're getting an eleven. Oh. Ooh. Um. Okay, no, we're getting the Jordan 11 in the Midnight Navy colorway. So you've seen the shoe, you've seen pictures of it. And since you claim to be a big Jordan 11 fan, at least bigger than me, I want to hear your opinion on these. Well, so I think that they look very regal. They kind of remind me of the Derek Jeter 11s in a way. Um, yes, they do. And I really love the, you know, mixed materials on here. I'm not a huge fan of patent leather, so I'm glad that they got rid of that. And yeah, I mean, like I said, there's something regal, something royal about these, which is uh, probably a funny coincidence considering uh, the church bells are going off in the background here. Welcome to Germany. Um, but <laughs> although no, wait. Religion doesn't have anything to do with royalty, does it? No, actually, no. It, it's connected, right? The the head of the church is usually also the king or the queen, so that works. Anyway, I um yeah, I'm a fan. I love the navy. Would I wear them myself? No. I think when we talked about the eleven last, I think I said that I would never really wear them casually, but I would wear them like if I was playing basketball competitively, I would probably wear the Air Jordan Eleven, just because I think it's. A great looking performance shoe that looks amazing with baggy basketball pants and a jersey so i would probably hoop in these i would probably like you know throw up some layups and you know attempt some dunks on an eight foot rim rim or something like that um <laughs> no I'm, I'm a fan like i a fan in the sense that i'm not going to pay 220 dollars for these but i appreciate them is what i'll say 
actually, you know, hooping in these might be safer than hooping in the newest Jordan shoes, which is like the Jordan 37. I don't know if you saw that video of that player on the Boston Celtics. He was like just going in for a layup and his Jordan 37s just completely blew. Like they just exploded. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was a few weeks ago, right? Um, I don't know what his name yeah. was, but... Uh, Grant Williams. Yeah, I, that reminded me a lot about Zion Williamson when he busted through his Kyries when he was playing for Duke and people were like, ooh, are the Kyries safe to play in, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think these guys are freak athletes, right? They're so strong, they're so big, they're so fast. I have no doubt in my mind that I would not bust through any <laughs> basketball shoes. Um, at least I wouldn't bust through them due to my athletic prowess. If anything, I would bust through them because I'm a little bit overweight and too heavy, but uh, not because I'm <laughs> so strong and so quick. <laughs> okay, so Fab saying he's going to keep these. Oh, I have one question, though. Why does the suede on this pair look so ashy? Like, even in the product photos the suede looks like it's like completely white that's not suede man that's like velvet oh okay I thought it's it like was velour suede. it's velour ah okay that makes sense all right all right Th then then i understand got it yeah <laughs> so moving on also another release big release on november the 11th so this might be one of the most classic, one of the most loved Air Max sneakers ever. That is the Air Max 97 coming back in that iconic silver bullet colorway. Uh, there's already actually been an early release in, in Europe. Uh, most stores actually got them this week. At least most stores in Italy, I think, got them this week for some reason. But um, yeah, the silver bullet coming back in all its glory uh, if you missed out on a pair or if your pair is totally destroyed now's your chance to restock on them it seems like nike retros these like every like four five years or so um yeah these are coming back do you uh, do you like these do you own a pair i know you're a big 97 guy man i had a pair that i beat to threat to shreds and haven't had one since it was a 97 se so it was a special edition it had like a different upper it was more of like an hyperfuse kind of upper it was smoother it wasn't as layered as the og was which i really liked but man huge huge fan of these huge i might have to pick up a pair um might have to sell a pair to pick up a pair but just to your comment about italy getting these first i mean the 97 silver bullet is a icon in Italy. It is the shoe in Italy. And that, that's probably why Nike uh, gave the restock to Italy first because of its importance in that market and in that community. Um, maybe I'm just ignorant but or I just don't know. But like, what's the story behind that? Why is it so popular in Italy? It was the, you know, the youth movement shoe of choice back in the i believe when it first came out in the late 90s um you would wear it to parties and raves and it just as it is you know like sometimes certain cities or certain countries get connected to a shoe or even certain subcultures you've got you know adidas zx with the kind of ravey vibes or whatever and then you've got um, you've got very particular 
shoes in London, for example, Nike shocks are big in London, but the 97 silver bullet was always huge in Milan and Italy. And that's, uh, yeah, that's why it's still loved and popular as ever today. And yeah, like I said, I'm a massive fan. I think as far as Air Max icons go, this is probably the most iconic. I would take this pair over any other Nike Air Max shoe. So definitely, wow, okay. a, definitely a cop for me. I think if I had to choose between this one and the uh, Jordan 11 Midnight Navy, it would be no contest. <laughs> okay. So definitely you're get, you're going to grab a pair. I might actually grab a pair too. I'm also a big fan of the gold one. If they do release that, I, I, quite, I quite like the gold one too. Yeah, that one's nice as well. You should get both and then wear one silver and one gold one at oh, the same time. That's a flex right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to November 19th, which is arguably the biggest release of the year. People already calling this the shoe of the year. We're getting the Jordan 1 Chicago Lost and Found. And this pair, I got to say, the more pictures I see of it, the more I actually like it. Because I like, the, I like what they tried to do with it. Uh, give it that whole vintage type of aesthetic. And not just vintage, more like I found it in a thrift store type of vibe. Uh, that's why the box is like kind of mismatched. It has like the the upper of the box is well, the top of the box is uh, from an AJ one KO, uh, and the rest of it is a Jordan one, which I thought was pretty cool. And uh, I I do like the how like the discoloration of the red and the hits of that cream color. I think it looks really nice, and I definitely like even though we've said many times where neither of us are big fans of this colorway even though we know it's iconic i know it's iconic i get that guys i get the whole history about it but if i'm th just putting history to the side and just judging this shoe this colorway based on the colors it's not like one of my favorite colorways because i mean first of all i'm not a big like red shoe guy so uh, but but i do want this pair because i like the whole vintage aesthetic and it is an iconic pair that I just don't have in my collection, so I do actually want it. I hope I can get it for retail, fingers crossed, but let's see. What do you what do you think of this pair? Yeah, I mean, so I like the story behind it, and basically the story is that the shoe was sitting on the shelves of a mom-and-pop store in 1985-1986 and then was basically forgotten because... A lot of these mom and pop stores have inventory from you know decades ago sitting in the back and there was a a trend for a while where people would go into these stores and be like hey like what do you what do you have in the back like what are you you know what are you still stocking that you're not really selling on the floor and you people would have incredible come-ups and find literally these og jordans or nikes or whatever else and get them for basically pennies on the dollar um, so personally, I think the story and the inspiration is cool, but that being said, um, and at this point I have to give a shout out to Amadeus from Oshuan, my Oshuan co-host. He made a really, really good point last time I was speaking to him on the Oshuan podcast that in the last few years, Nike has made a concerted effort to go more direct to consumer, right? Which has meant that they've cut off a lot of these mom and pop stores where Nike was 
a large part of their sales. And by mom and pop stores, I mean these independent retailers, you know, in, you find a lot of them in New York City, but all across the US, all across the world actually, that basically they made their money, their bread and butter was selling Nike pairs. People went to those stores, their local community shopped there because they stocked Nike. They also had other brands, but Nike made up the majority of their inventory. And when Nike decided to go to D2C, because A, they can make more money doing that because there's uh, more of a margin, and B, they have more control of the, over their brand identity and how the products are portrayed and displayed, they basically, excuse my French, fucked these mom and pop stores by from one day to the next saying, we're not sending you any more shoes, you're not allowed to sell Nike anymore, we have changed our strategy. And listen, it's their right to change their strategy as they see fit, but these stores have been supporting Nike since, you know, the 70s, the 80s, they've been selling Nike for decades, since Nike began basically, and now Nike's turning their backs on them. Many of these mom and pop stores went out of business, and then now they're using those stores as an inspiration for a release. It kind of leaves a bitter taste in your mouth, and honestly, I wasn't even thinking that far ahead. Like I thought the story was cool. It was neat. I'm not a huge fan of Chicago, so it wouldn't be like a shoe that I would pick up. But when Ama, when Amadeus was going through this and going through this logic and saying how fucked up it was, I was like, oh, you know what? Damn, like that's true, you know? So that has made me like the shoe a little bit less is what I want to say. Wow, that's a hell of a point, man. I, I never thought of it that way, but yeah you're you're right like i mean i don't know what else is like i don't know how else to say it like you're absolutely right it kind of is like just think about what those actual mom and pop stores feel like right now like first of all you won't allow us to sell your stuff anymore which we have been selling for the last couple of decades and now you're gonna make your shoes look like people bought it at one of our stores (laughs) yeah yeah I, I totally see the the uh, uh, man. What's the word I'm looking for again? The uh, f- oh, it's gonna bug me, man. The, oh man, like, it's on the tip you know of what my I'm tongue to as say? well. I know exactly. I think I know what you're saying, and everyone <laughs> listening knows what you're saying. And the word is yeah. gonna come to you later. But I would say, like, let's just uh, move on to the next one because it's not gonna come to me. Man, everyone knows what we're trying to say, and we can't come up with a word. Oh my god, this is a fail. It's definitely, but a yeah, you guys know what we're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's a that's a great point, and I didn't think of it that way. I'll mention that when I do my review of the shoe. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm still uh, looking forward to grabbing a pair in hand. Let's move on to the next sneaker on this list. That is just four days later, November twenty third. That's the official slash unofficial release date. A lot of sneaker blogs are saying the release date of the Ama Manier fours should be dropping on this day um yeah this was a pair that everyone in the beginning you know were commenting the same thing hey the mock-ups look so much better than the real product the mop the mock-ups had you know uh, pictures of kind of that military four color blocking style with uh with that maroon color that we saw on the ones instead the actual pair seems to be more of like an all over purple or violet color as they're calling it the quality still seems amazing. Like if you look at the inner lining on the pictures I've seen, it looks like that super premium inner lining we've gotten on every pair of Ama Manier ones, which just feels great on feet, by the way. This pair 
it's kind of like it's having the opposite effect on me that the 990 v6s have been having which at first i liked and i didn't like anymore this pair is different like the more pictures i see of it the more i kind of like the pair once again maybe because i have major purple bias but i uh i do like this pair a lot more especially looking at all the little details and the and the quality of the the premiumness of the shoe so this one i'm actually very much looking forward to november the 23rd is that release date what are your thoughts on these you're a big fours guy I'm a big Force guy. I'm a big James Whitner. I'm a Manier social status guy. So honestly, whatever they do, I'm a big fan of. I think the colorway is dope. The quilted liner is dope. The Four is a dope shoe. It's a dope release. And I'm very excited for everything about it. You know, the shoe, but also the storytelling, the videos, the imagery. It's going to be top notch. And um, yeah, very, very excited for that pair fire let's move on to december uh so on december the second now seems to be the official release date for the drake slash champagne lover boy air force ones um the champagne lover boy album by the way dropped last year like in the fall of last year Wait, so not champagne we're talking about- certified right certified oh right yeah oh my god champagne is his uh his title his uh, ig handle champagne poppy yeah you're right <laughs> certified lover boy air force ones it was supposed to drop with his album instead he's dropped a whole nother like house album after that and it's been like a year and a half since certified lover boy came out which by the way i am a big drake stan but that was his worst album i don't ever go back to it horrible album so the fact that these air force ones are even named after his worst album ever yeah makes me not want to cop them even though i'm a huge drake fan however that's not stopping my girlfriend from asking me to grab i knew it i knew it i knew it was gonna be these ones i knew it (laughs) yeah man you 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 knew it come on like she like it's an air force one girls love air force ones and this one has hearts on it so yeah honestly though i have to say like i am a fan in a way of these shoes too because i'm not like i would i don't listen to drake that much anymore but there was a period in my life where i listened to a lot of drake and i identified a lot with the angsty moody emotional single boy soft boy vibe of his music cups of the rose exactly and i think i've i'm overdue for another pair of triple white air force ones and you know why not why not get one that has hearts on it you know so um i'm not ashamed to say that i might might be picking up a pair um but i mean yeah what can you say it's not it's not that great he hasn't really changed that much it's basically an air force one with drake branding which is not super exciting to be honest uh when all the sneaker blogs announced this release date on twitter i saw hypebeast kicks i think posted the shoe with uh with the caption saying is this drake's best collab ever and (laughs) it was just funny reading the comments like everyone basically saying you know it looks just like a white Air Force One with hearts on it. How, like, is this some kind of joke? You know, like people obviously shitting on the shoe. People saying that, wow, he must have spent a lot of time coming up with this one. Definitely. <laughs> it, 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 it does look like just a white Air Force One with some hearts and a signature at the bottom. However, I'm also not ashamed to say 
I might get myself a pair too. <laughs> <laughs> Team certified lover boy. Anyway, yeah, and, and the retail price, by the way, is only one forty on this, not one sixty, like a lot of the blogs have been reporting, because they have released on some stores here in 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 Europe, and it's for a retail price of one forty, not one sixty. That's good to know. Moving on to uh, December tenth, we have the Nike Air Jordan Eleven Cherries drop in. Josh, what's your opinion on these bad boys? I mean, these are a retro, right? Like this is like a classic colorway of the 11s, um, cherry 11s. It's a white Air Force, sorry, a white uh, Jordan 11 with patent leather red on it. Um, yeah, I guess it's a pretty classic looking shoe. Not my favorite. Like I said, I've never really been a big fan of 11s and I'm not a fan of red shoes. So <laughs> these are kind of like both of those things. So not not particularly my taste, but this shoe I know is going to sell out instantly in the United States. Like the Americans go crazy for this pair, this colorway specifically. So especially it's coming around, coming out around Christmas season. Couldn't have think thought of a better time to put out these shoes. So just three weeks before Christmas, people are already in a spending mood. So we already know a lot of people in the U.S. will be getting these underneath the tree. So uh, yeah, these are definitely going to sell out. But personally, not a big fan. And what about you? You defended the Midnight Navy 11s. What about these? Nah, I think red and white, it's too difficult for me to uh, combine. I think, nah, I've seen videos and, and images of people wearing them. Just nah, not for me. Yeah, that's a pass for both of us. Uh, moving towards the end of the month, so December the 15th, looks to be the official release date of the Jordan 1 Low Travis Scott in this all-over black colorway, which, by the way, seems to be the second last colorway we're going to see of the Jordan 1 Travis Scott. Uh, Travis Scott, I don't know if he announced it or I read it somewhere that it's been confirmed that after the olive colorway, which would be dropping next year, there won't be any more colorways dropping. So that's interesting. Um, this pair, however, man, like I'm a big fan of the Travis Lowe's, but this one, just an all over black. I mean, you know my stance on all black sneakers. I've never been a big fan uh, because all the details kind of get lost in them. And in this shoe in particular too, like it just doesn't look that great to me. I know it has like a little white outline on the stitching, but otherwise it's a pretty boring colorway on this shoe. Um, I, I can see I can see Hypebeast buying it, especially like the kids, you know, who are in school right now. I personally went to a high school uh, that had a dress code. So I had to wear like black shoes every day. So I was my usual go-to was the black Air Force Ones. Uh, but I can totally see these kids, you know, asking their parents to get them these shoes instead because this is a pretty like low-key flex, like a real flex you can wear to school if you have like, some kind of school uniform. So, um, but yeah, other, other than that, um, I'm not really feeling these. Your thoughts? Nah, you, you know, everyone knows how I feel about Travis Scott Air Jordan 1s and coupled with triple black sneakers, exposed white stitching. I mean, these look like some true religion ass Air Jordan 1 lows. So, no. <laughs> Why does everyone hate true religion? <laughs> no, thank you. I will most definitely be passing on these gladfully. 
Yeah, oh, like make a prediction though like resale wise like how do you think these are gonna do like you you we know like the og mochas they when they first came out they released for like 600 700 the latest ones that just dropped the reverse mocha their retail price resale prices over a thousand what do you think these are gonna resell for yeah same i think there hasn't been that much that's resold for a lot this year and so i think the hype will get the best of people i think these will go for over a thousand wow okay no I, I definitely i don't see that man if the reverse mochas are going for over a thousand this black colorway is not man like people people aren't feeling this like the reverse but we'll see we don't know anything about quantities so yeah those are our thoughts on that shoe a couple of more to get into so on december 22nd we have the uh jordan one twist 2.0 uh, if you guys remember 2019, I believe, that was when the Twist 1.0 came out. It pretty much looks like a panda dunk on a Jordan 1, the, the, the first colorway. Yo. Yo, we got disconnected? Yeah, I, I don't know what happened, but um, I'm back. <laughs> I said I said over a thousand, then you were like, no way, blah blah blah. I don't think that these are gonna like if if the other ones are going over a thousand, then these are not gonna go over a thousand. Okay, okay. Then then I finished my point, and then I moved on to the next shoe. So let, let's just start off by talking about the next shoe. Then all right, let's do that. I'm just gonna clap. Okay, so then on December the twenty second, we get the Jordan One Twist. 2.0 if you guys remember i'm not sure if you will but in 2019 we saw the twist 1.0 come out and the best way to describe that shoe was it's pretty much a panda dunk on a jordan 1 high it was like a black and white jordan 1 which by the way if you guys haven't already heard the iconic panda or black and white colorway of the jordan ones will be dropping in the 85 style next year which i'm pretty excited about but uh that's a different topic this twist 2.0 uh the, the, these twist shoes the biggest feature about them is that the black panels of the shoe are done in like this fuzzy material it's not leather it's kind of like a fur and uh they're pretty interesting looking this 2.0 version the only difference seems to be that they got rid of the white and instead put this gray or like really light gray color which i still think looks pretty clean on the shoe and uh, i actually dig the gray more than the white because it kind of stands out from your typical pandas yeah, so these are definitely going to be scooped up. Uh, I know the hype on Jordan 1 is not what they once was, but a clean colorway like this is going to sell out instant, I think. So look out for that on the 22nd. Do you have any quick thoughts on this one? Not really. not a huge fan of the hairy detailing, but, I mean, it is a classic colorway. And, you know, I can, I can definitely see these playing well on Instagram, people taking some nice, you know, either product detail shots or pairing them with some, like, interesting pants so not for me but i can understand it these should be paired with like a black like chinchilla you know <laughs> just like all fur yeah. that's gonna be the fit definitely uh the last shoe to talk about here december the 30th just one day before the new year uh we'll be getting the jordan 2 in the og chicago colorway uh, what, what I've realized with the Jordan 2, uh, especially since the release of the Off-White pair and then the Unions, is that I was kind of unaware that there were a lot of people who were fans of the Jordan 2 for a long time. 
because those shoes seem to be selling out every time and also commanding pretty high resale prices. Uh, and a lot of people seem to be really looking forward to this OG Chicago colorway to finally release. Uh, yeah, so you're going to get what you wished for on December the 30th. And uh, I'm personally not a big fan of the Jordan 2 at all, by the way. Uh, I still do think it looks a bit like bowling shoes, and <laughs> especially in this colorway. In this colorway, like I feel like this is something you can just find at the bowling alley. Like I mean, that, that that's just my opinion. But um, same with the lows or the highs. I, I think like neither of them really stand out too much to me. They're so far different looking than other Jordans. Uh, and I don't mean that in a good way. But um, yeah, um, uh, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, you know me. Not a fan of the Jordan 2, not a fan of the Chicago. But I mean, it's a classic. It's an OG. So I can definitely understand people that pick it up. It's a decent release to round off the year as well. I imagine that, you know, people will be excited for them as their last cop of 2022 as we head into 2023. But yeah, in general, I think it sums up a very, very healthy looking holiday release calendar. Obviously, a lot of Nike, a little bit of New Balance. But I think as time goes on, more and more brands will announce their releases as well. I imagine we'll be seeing a little bit of collaboration, some special edition colorways as well, coming from the likes of Mizuno, Asics, New Balance, Adidas as well. Nike is always very, very strong when it comes to holiday releases. They, re they announce them and leak them quite early. Um, and yeah, I think anyone who's looking to pick up some Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever presents for themselves or a significant other will have a lot to choose from. You know, something we didn't actually touch on, but we can just very quickly touch on it because we've already gone quite long on this episode. Um, so as usual, ar around this time of the year, Yeezy brand adidas and yeezy would normally put out a lot of especially black friday releases the pirate black 350s were supposed to retro uh yeezy brand already announced that they're no longer going to be releasing any yeezy sneakers and even uh announced that it's going to lead to a 250 million euro hit to their balance sheet however they also said in their press release that they own all of the design rights to every single yeezy and um it turns out that they, that's not entirely true because they don't own the design rights to the slides, but they do own it for everything else, including the 350s. So I guess my question is, do you think that Adidas is going to continue putting out Yeezys, like putting out basically the 350s, just removing the Yeezy branding from them, but leave everything else the same, just call it like the Adidas 350? Like, do you think they could they would do that what are your nah, thoughts? i don't think so i think they're so connected to yeezy and kanye that they wouldn't be able to do that at least not in the next few years maybe at some point down the line maybe in 10 15 years even 20 they could bring it back and then call it the adidas 350 or the whatever you want to call it but um in the in the short to midterm no way no way yeah i don't see that either like the the press is just gonna go crazy on them if they did that and it's, yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna end and well uh the comments section everyone's gonna be really pissed if they do that so not right now especially it's gonna be a long time before that happens but yeah anyways guys hope you enjoyed that release roundup uh release preview whatever you want to call it hope you guys enjoyed the episode as always fobs it's been a pleasure 
and excited for our next episode and shout out to all the fans shout out to all of you guys for listening in and supporting this podcast uh leave a review on spotify or apple music if you can or and of course share this podcast with any of your friends who you think would be into sneakers we appreciate the love appreciate the support yeah signing off man we'll catch you guys in the next one peace peace pleasure as always guys